welcome to this uh, new podcast uh, today we are starting a new series uh, i have called this series the other side of uh, i have been wondering uh, about the kind of guests that i have been attracting for a while now and a lot of discussions are being uh, focused in a in a very uh, not in a very direct way but uh, because all of us are working or in the process of uh, finding uh, our path within the career paths that we've chosen i found that would be an interesting way to start the discussion and uh, maybe focus on how our work life affects us and our values and how our values affect our work life uh, having said that i do not intend to focus too much on it and plan too much about it uh, it will remain a free flowing conversation so today i have with me a guest who's a very dear friend and uh, she is being uh, on the podcast once uh, if you want to look back uh, she has spoken about being introverted at that point of time uh, let's start with the other side of a yoga teacher uh, let me welcome my friend chitra chitra welcome uh, to this podcast Uh, Hi, and you are the first guest in this series. Um, congratulations thank for you, whatever it is worth. The privileged one. <laughs> I am the privileged one. Okay, I have been I have been thinking about this for a while now, and uh, as luck would have it, uh, your name came up last week, and uh, me and my daughter were discussing about you. She said, "Why don't I speak to you?" and i've been wanting to start the series and was unsure about what i want to cover how does it impact the flow of conversation but today uh, like all other conversations this is going to be unplanned i was just wondering what is the first question i want to ask you so i have a question mm-hmm. in the modern world uh, as modern citizens who are privileged to know english who are Uh, private to knowledge of various kinds where the western world controls a lot of things that we know and the way we look at it as well as belonging to a country that has many different traditions of knowledge that we are inheritors of in a way uh, like you are for yoga how do you see yourself today in terms of is there any kind of uh, questioning that happens on that front because uh, in a way indian traditional knowledge is about slowing down of sorts and more quote unquote worthy i don't want to call it worthy because western knowledge is not unworthy really western knowledge is far more rational and in a different manner and we look at it i am talking about specifically from an uh, the way we have been educated point of view. it's not a telling statement of what is this or what is that so how do you see yourself as a modern citizen in today's world uh, handling uh, an inheritance that is ages old uh, do you see it like that do you not see it like that what are your views so uh so i do feel it's it's like a huge responsibility when i am in class because uh, 
uh, now it's especially that yoga also has become uh, I how do I put it say commercialized or uh, or at least uh, there is a lot of awareness and knowledge amongst people but a lot of uh, wrong information also so uh, or if not wrong I would say partial knowledge or partial information which is all the more dangerous because uh, then you limit yeah. yourself and so uh, when I am in class it is a, a, I would say it is challenging because I want to stick to the roots and the essence of you know what actually yoga is or what the field is about but at the same time you have to cater to uh, your say target group or the people that come to you because uh, so somewhere finding that balance and uh, yet giving authentic this thing uh, knowledge so to say is is quite a bit of a challenge because uh, as as you would know or as people who are listening would know yoga is far beyond it physical or asanas would be just one like one drop in the ocean but it is only known for that unfortunately so getting the people to okay you might want to start with that but it is you know way more than that not just at a physical level so uh, trying to um, help people develop that interest to not just stay at a physical level ki bas mera back pain theek ho gaya and okay i am doing yoga uh, to help them go a little beyond or how it would help them off the mat also and yet not feel like oh kidhar pravachan class mein aa gaya so to bring that balance uh, it is quite quite a bit of a a challenge i would say yes okay so um, okay i have a question here uh, you have managed to talk about the manifestation of your thought process but if i were to ask you to go back a little when you started and when you decided that you were going to teach yoga and make this uh, your career or such how did you come across what is it that you will be able to transmit in terms of knowledge? I use transmit very loosely. There are, I'm unaware of <laughs> uh, the, the repercussions of using such a word. But I, what I mean is verbally or in the way that you are communicating yeah. to people, what is it that you are telling them or what did you think you would tell them? How much of this was a problem for you when you started. Actually, to tell you the truth, I never uh, decided to become a yoga teacher. Okay. Oh. It, it just happened. I had uh, initially, like back in my bachelor's, I had thought I would work with children, say in a preschool, something like that. Uh, but then we had a subject... Uh, in counseling 
in ty which took my interest then uh, of course i decided to do masters in in my field that is i've done my masters in human development which is a branch in home science so after my masters i was uh, sure at least in my head that i wanted to become a counselor okay but i never felt equipped ki main wahan pe baithu and if someone comes with you know uh, a, a problem so to say i still felt that i would be you know at loss of words to uh, so to say help the person so then i did another pg diploma in counseling psychology to feel more equipped as a counselor and since that was a part time course i had the time and i did a diploma in yoga side by side which both of which were kind of a one year courses so and we have i've been practicing yoga since a kid but that was just essay for myself i used to tag along with my mom then i used to go by myself never professionally so after while i did my diploma we had a one month internship and in that internship the group they kind of liked the way i taught and they used to come and ask oh sikhati hai kya you know do you take classes otherwise or will you take if we have a group and so my first client came as one uh during the internship my supervisor she had just started her own studio so then she had me as a trainer there uh, so i was working with that studio and which internship ka group tha the target audience uh, there was a doctor in that group so she had taken my number she referred her patient to me that is how i got my first client and it was just by the way like i had never thought yeah i i did my diploma not to become a teacher i just did it but it so happened that people started liking the probably the way i taught or i conducted classes and then so that's how i kind of started getting clients and in the meanwhile tabhi clients bhi kam the ikke dukke aise the so i was working as a visiting faculty in the field of home science human development so both were kind of part time part time so then later on i had to choose whether i wanted to take up this field full time or that field because both full time wouldn't be possible so that's how then i took up yoga and not and that like point to- when you picked up yoga did you okay this is still a uh, a personal story if mm-hmm. i were to say so, so yeah so i But never had you... to make that choice to uh, you know how as in yeah but once you started what was your mind space in terms of uh, understanding how to how to uh, explain to your uh, i don't like them like calling them clients but to your students mm, of sort I, yes. uh, so uh, how would how would you teach them or what was your modus operandi or where did you get stuck or did you ever think about uh, these things the importance uh, of what you were teaching initially i'd never focused on uh, imparting the subtler aspects of yoga as well uh maybe one because uh the initial students that i got were 
I said, like I said, it one was through a doctor. So she was already a patient, so to say. Like it was more of a therapy class. Knee pain, back pain, so that never happened. So that was like a senior citizen. Uh, then the other, so initially I never uh, focused on, uh, actually I don't remember when I started uh, imparting, uh, <laughs> if I can say that, uh, uh, you know, yeah. non-practical uh, stuff. But uh, I believe it was uh, in that studio that I was teaching because there we thought ki khali asan, asan, asan se zyada we need to talk about what otherwise also yoga is. So, and my approach, so to say, has always been uh, to, to say in a manner which is I would say digestible to or palatable to a, a layman. Ki unko ye na lage ki bhai, kya, Heavy handed. Matlab, they shouldn't feel that we are going to do yoga and we are going to do yoga. She is going to do yoga. So I have always been key to make it in a way that. Uh, it becomes easily acceptable to people. So, probably the way I say, or I've picked up a lot of uh, the way I uh, explain from my teachers, not yoga teachers, my teachers back in school, back in college. So, they have been having this, you know, must type of, you know, kind of style of Very speaking. And that is very catchy. So I somehow like subconsciously I've been picking up their style to uh, convey even the heavy topics of uh, yoga. Okay. Uh, since uh, all the series are under the umbrella of the values workshop, uh, my own struggle with understanding life has been uh, what we think we are and what we actually are and how do we grow into what we want to be. Uh, I think most of us have grown up in a time and age where values were given a lot of uh, weightage. We got thrashed if we lied. So uh, that was one way. Uh, obviously, we were taught not to steal. Uh, not to use language which would hurt others. Uh, not to say that we've been very successful at all times, but the idea that this is desirable was always instilled in us. Vis-a-vis uh, today's generation where I think uh, knowledge for its own sake has become a lot more uh, important in covering and checking all the boxes uh, in fact, one of the reasons of starting the values workshop was that this uh, needs to be spoken of at least. How successful are we would be another story, but at least we can talk about this in various ways. Uh, so my question to you, uh, yoga is supposed to be fairly serious and uh, fun 
one doesn't imagine yoga teachers being funny or uh, less than serious teachers of the subject. Um, most of the time that is true. I have done a couple of yoga courses here and there. There's a fairly serious vibe in the class. Uh, I've done some courses with you during COVID, uh, smaller ones, of course. Uh, you two have, have managed to retain the serious vibe, but there is a element of fun in your real life, having known you in uh, uh, circumstances of the matter as well. So you laugh and you go for parties or whatever. It's not that you are uh, vehemently against the discipline, but you do not limit yourself to being uh, the stereotype, for want of a better term. Uh, in fact, you're, uh, you've named your firm Yoga Attainment, so that kind of covers the ground that you've been wanting to operate in. Absolutely. Uh, how do you manage to find the balance? Uh, are there people who are unhappy with this aspect of you? Uh, what is your response to yourself internally if you have been seen as somebody who is not serious or not understanding uh, the gravity of the kind of subject? So, uh, yeah, when it comes to, no one has really told me, uh, you know, or criticized or anything of that sort. In fact, some people have been fascinated with the name. Oh, you know, a lot of people have been fascinated. Uh, when it comes to me, at times, I I struggle quite a bit to uh, come to terms with, uh, with what I'm giving, if I can say that. Uh, because uh, sometimes it is actually a challenge. Sometimes when you see people in field, uh, who are, uh, you know, being uh, very uh, proper. I can, yeah, either proper or uh, sometimes it, people might be liking the concept and the name, but you have your own imagination of what people would be imagining about you, right? So, so the fear of what one would say or think uh at times uh, puts questions that is one second sometimes uh, I feel I uh, or let's just say I have questions whether I'm doing justice to uh, the field or not sometimes uh, when I receive uh, say a review or uh, a feedback from my students it is usually usually no it is it has always been very satisfying so that kind of brings me you're on the right track uh, but then a lot of times you need that reassurance ki, uh, you are on the right track or what you're doing is not uh, essay so uh, yeah wonderful questions it's a, quite it's a beautiful <laughs> thing to see no it's a beautiful thing that uh, my guests are so 
openly vulnerable on camera it it humbles me many times because that is exactly what the values workshop is about just putting it out there so that somebody draws strength from the fact that others feel like me and they are courageous enough to come on camera and say the truth uh, however uh, i have a little question first and a bigger question which takes uh, a different uh, aspect of uh, the job that you do um the the reason why you are easy going about it you told us that you have borrowed from your teachers and you like that style of teaching and you try to incorporate it as best as you can when you need to be strict suppose somebody does not get the hang of they take your uh, personality as easy going so they do not take their responsibility as students of yoga seriously has it ever happened and if it happens then what do you land up doing it has happened because of course not everyone don't is... point out at me <laughs> officially i was never just to them or you were once though that group was quite oh, large yeah that time i did it seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were serious like that yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i so every student is different in a class of 10 uh can you speak up a little i can't hear sorry you want me to be a little ah, louder can you speak up speak up a little so okay a, a little louder you mean yeah yeah okay louder. okay okay now is it better yeah okay all right so uh, of course there are uh, many different types of uh, people you come across uh, some uh, in a group class there is there's always a naughty child whether they come to yoga or whether they go for a science class okay so there there are always uh, naughty children in class adults for i always call them children though so uh, then there are students who uh, so uh, yeah so like i said there are uh, all kinds of students there are some naughty children there are some uh, serious students there are people who are not naughty in class but uh, it is frustrating when there is like a huge absenteeism so then because you have something in mind that you want to give or you want to see a particular uh change result. so to say a, a, a result uh but agar aap uh 12 mein se char class miss karte ho and it's like then becomes very frustrating because there is no uh, link so uh yeah so i do find it difficult especially because i am not the uh strict kinds when it comes to uh you know students or clients uh i have become better than what i was earlier in terms of uh putting down uh, boundaries uh or maintaining a professionalism uh, this thing um uh, because i don't know whether it is 
my field or whether it is every field where when people become uh, old students or old clients, people have been with you for two, three, four, five years, then you have more of a even informal, informally you know each other better. So then uh, maintaining your boundaries or being firm becomes difficult. So uh, yeah, I have had a lot of difficulties. I still do have, but in certain aspects, I'm better off than where I was earlier. But uh, I do, yeah, when it comes to, like I said, there are naughty students. So if the naughty students get, gets active, those, those say five or seven minutes in that one hour, I have to really uh, bring them bring, back. Yeah, bring them back. So, yeah. Okay. I'm learning. I have a, I have a question that I had earlier, uh, which skipped me. So now, which kind of connects to what you've been saying? Uh, one of the things that I found in the yoga classes that I attended, which were not quote-unquote modern, they were very typical kind of yoga classes. They always have a have a system in place. Uh, uh, a prayer to start with or a certain kind of mantra then what you get into uh, they don't smile a lot surely not because they do not care in fact they care so much about getting the uh, the asana right or whatever they are asking you or even the knowledge that is being imparted uh, if it is of a serious nature uh, some of the teachers that I had were Maharashtrians uh, not that there are not mistakes. Uh, there were certain things that I wasn't allowed to do because of my health and my teacher, my immediate teacher didn't know. So that went on for quite a long time and when the main teacher found out there was uh, hell to pay for. Uh, like how did you allow this guy to do this asana or that asana, whatever it was. So uh, have you tried or do you think uh, some kind of structure if, since your personality is a little more uh, effusive and smiling and easygoing so maybe getting into the zone of adding some touch of discipline at point A, point B and point C kind of thing uh, have you tried that? Are you looking at that? What, uh, what do you feel about So yes, yeah, structure wise yes uh my classes are structured as in uh, I know and now even the students know what we are going to start with. Say for example, we'll start with say seven minutes of centering. Then we'll have Omkar. Then we'll have the prayer. Then we'll have the warm-up. Then we'll have whatever the main body of asans, whatever we are doing. And then we'll end with either some relaxation or some breathing or depending on how much time we have left. So uh, that way, yes, the class is structured, whether it is a personal training or it is a group class, whether it is online, offline, doesn't matter. There is an outline to the class and content would differ, but the outline would remain same. So... Uh, I mean, so for example, I meant it like a solution to the problem that you seem to have. Yeah, so... You bring in those guys to uh, 
structure so if say for example if there's absenteeism i don't know uh, i think probably i need to learn to uh, realize more uh, seriousness or not seriousness maybe more motivated to not skip a class uh yeah fir uh, for example or probably i think me as a student i have been been like a student to the t all my life and i still am if i'm doing a course i have to do it properly so i yeah. expect the same from my students that if you have enrolled yourself for whatever a dance class or a yoga class or a whatever class mathematics class you have you can't miss out so uh inculcating that kind of an attitude in but each one is different i mean i have students who have 100% attendance also and i have students who are like very serious in class it's just a matter of different people i don't know if that can be helped though it is frustrating for me at times yeah nay in fact i uh, maybe a bit of seriousness on your part where they understand that the smile is not equivalent to leniency yeah probably uh, the nature thing uh, maybe making them pay extra if they are being absent <laughs> that's a good option <laughs> yeah because... i will keep that in mind <laughs> उटेंड uh so uh as a team we've had this thing so one we've tried uh as in once we'd implemented but otherwise we have to try implementing giving uh perks for those who are more uh they for higher attendance one another we had discussed but we didn't implement about this negative marking hota hai so if you miss out you kind of pay for uh, what yeah. we, we never implemented it though okay uh are two different kinds of serious questions uh one question is that uh things like yoga meditation uh, all these things to do with which have quasi spiritual uh <coughs> base i call it quasi spiritual because like you said most people see it as only doing asanas so they may not understand it and they may not want to come for it uh uh how do you reconcile yourself to asking for payment for passing on something uh which is quote unquote sacred uh, i just want to know is there a uh, sense of morality or 
value system where you feel that you're compromising or you're not or does this thought ever cross your mind uh, a lot of times a lot of times in fact uh that is a challenge one of the other challenges also uh like some other challenges that we spoke about this is also one important that not just me uh like of course i have a lot of colleagues and friends in the field and we have spoken about this so many times i've spoken about this with so many different trainers in the field how can you charge for it so uh, one people also having this attitude about how can you charge so for example if personal training is obviously uh, costlier than uh, a group training yes. uh, so uh, that kind of an attitude coming from people especially when there are uh, nothing wrong with it, but there are a lot of NGOs imparting uh, also, uh, you know. Yoga, yoga classes. Yeah, yoga classes, conducting yoga classes. Uh, there are pros and cons. I wouldn't go into it right now. There are pros and cons with those institutions. They are good, but naturally if it's an NGO, it would either be free of charge or else it would be for whatever maintenance they charge. So people have this thing, Kare, Udar to 500 rupees mein pura mahina ho hai. And uh, you charge like. So uh, getting that from people and a lot of times, then you also end up thinking that uh, if I'm charging, zada to nahi hai, ya fir, uh, whether it's the right thing to do. But then there is also this thing that uh, as a professional... Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm not a visa fan, but yeah, that's the livelihood, right? Uh, it's like a doctor. A doctor is charging will be a noble profession. But a doctor charges for his or her services, right? So it's the same thing. Time ka paisa hai. Hum humara time or energy de rahe hai. And uh, you're coming for it voluntarily. Yeah. Most probably no one is pushed you into it. So then uh, if you're availing a service, take it as a service that you're availing. It's chargeable. So, so uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I do have, I and like I said, a lot of other trainers do have uh, to struggle with it uh, at times. Sometimes uh, I I also work with a lot of NGOs. So uh, doing your good part, some part, just say some part is for uh, the society. society and some part you earn from it. Okay. Some extent. Uh -huh. Another question that was running in my head was uh, sometimes, okay, uh, this is really connected again. There are many new forms of yoga. Uh, I remember when I was trying to do uh, film writing, uh, one of the senior directors in the industry was doing something called hot yoga. And uh, 
he seemed to enjoy quite a lot. He used to come and smoke and then <laughs> then go and say, yeah, I've just come back from yoga. And he was trying whatever he felt like his uh, version of living a healthy life. Uh, also, there are fancy studios charging fancy rates uh, for yoga. Uh, I have no, I have not been to too many of them. Uh, just that whatever one knows of people. Uh, in a world that is being ruled by capitalism, where one can get away with murder if one is good at one's job, uh, very often, how do you retain your sanity as a as a person? Who's, who wants to uh, charge and maybe charge decently. I do not know what you charge or what to do with your, uh, what is the model that you operate on internally. But uh, how do you come to a midpoint where you are satisfied but you know that you're not greedy? Uh, is there any such midpoint? In fact, the earlier question can also be elucidated a little better because I want to know what you feel about it very strongly, uh, more than the discussions that happen outside, because the, that happens, one knows. And it is good that you bring it up because uh, these are uh, professional issues, perhaps. But uh, as a person whose value system is in a certain manner, how do you look at what to charge, how much to charge, and is this good enough? Uh, does it work? Does it not? One, uh, I like thankfully I am not working alone. Like now earlier I was like a solo trainer, freelancer, but uh, <clears throat> now we have a team in place. Of course, it's a small team, but any uh program that we start, uh whether or any new student or client, whether it's a personal training or if you are to start a group training, uh, thankfully, I don't have to make uh, at least these management decisions by myself. And I'm very happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> so there is brainstorming. And uh, so uh, coming to what we generally uh, do this thing is one, whether it is viable for us uh, to and uh, to some extent, to some extent, to large extent, we consider whether ready uh, So depending on the program that we off we have to offer. Uh, it, there's a brainstorming and a discussion that happens. So thankfully, I don't have to, uh, you know, make It's those... like a proper business decision most yes, of the time. Yes, most of the times, yes. So that is one good thing. Uh, sorry, can you come back with your question? No, internal dialogue. I'm more concerned about... Uh, and the second, to... uh, this thing, yes. Uh, thankfully... I don't know how much sense this makes, but uh, I have this 
belief that the universe guides our or my every action. So I kind of uh, when that I don't know whether I can call it uh, I won't call it greedy. That's a very raw uh, term. But <laughs> when uh, uh, when only monetary side takes the better of me, I think universe has its way to uh, tell me or teach me or show me the way ki bhai uh, you also need to consider other aspects. <laughs> so uh, yeah. And I have kind of observed it. Ki, uh, yeah, I've observed it over a period of time. So the stock market goes down basically when you <laughs> become greedy. I am out of the stock market. <laughs> okay. But yeah, and you can say that. Lesson for other yoga trainers there. Um, one other thing. Um, this is a generic question, not necessarily connected to yoga. You happen to be a yoga teacher, uh, uh, which is the best of both worlds, actually. Teaching and then yoga uh, is a very noble thing to do. Uh, but that apart, uh, how much do you think a yoga teacher needs to concentrate on his or her value systems uh, to be a good yoga teacher? 100%. Uh, yeah, but in your experience, if you could share a story or something where one is a below par or at least uh, something that kind of reflects why this is necessary, what happens? In fact, you have, because of the way you have answered most of the questions. But I want uh, moral of the story kind of aspect. Uh... If you had to Look at something that would say that okay, this is this is something that you would never do or you would do, and that has helped you. I would say, like any other profession, or uh, for example, you're a writer, right? Without reading, you cannot write. So if you stop reading books one day, uh, I think you would not be a good quality writer anymore. That's a bad example because I have stopped reading for a long time now. Yeah, but <laughs> then you would have stopped writing much as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, what is the point you're making? Because I so, don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, so uh, if you stop your own practice or if you stop applying like uh, what you are teaching sooner or later you are going to fall out Wo uh, wale ko so uh, it will come out in your class as in uh, your students will understand forget your students understanding you yourself would know. Huh. So if you stop your practice or if you stop 
applying uh, what you are giving uh, okay so you're saying without the base of integrity in every aspect of your business there is no uh, there is no path only Absolutely. So if I, uh, so there are these principles of uh, yoga, uh, like you was saying earlier, bachpan se hai, sach bolo, uh, chori mat karo. And uh, so uh, in yoga, there are these five basic rules we call as yama and five niyamas. Yamas are, like you said, uh, truth, moral violence. Yeah. Moral values that you, uh, follow as a as a part of society you being a part of society there are these five values that you need to live by truth non-violence uh, non-stealing so there are these five i won't go into details of those uh, i personally feel uh, one should i don't know whether this this would be like a message to give out but <laughs> But I personally feel that one should, it's difficult to live by every value, right? Especially in uh, today's world. Of course, you want to follow every value. But zaruri nahi aap 100% of the times har cheez follow kar paoge ya karoge. You would be in a jungle then. So, in I feel at least pick up one value for yourself that you um that vibes with you the most or which you live by and uh follow that 100% if not 199 but up 99 try karoge up 100 try karoge to 99 jitna hoega so uh i feel just picking up that one value for yourself others fall in place fall in the line mm. so uh, yeah without practice there is nothing so to set your mind at rest i write a lot still even if i don't read as much as i used to <laughs> uh, and uh, yes i do understand the place where you're coming from uh, this has been a very interesting start to a series that i have no clue uh, whether it is as uh, clear and free-flowing free like uh, my other chats have been in the recent past. But what I like is that there is a lot of uh, provocative thought in there. Uh, people who are interested in yoga, who are interested in living a value-based life uh, would find something uh, worthwhile. So thank you for your time and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so I'll much. I'll see you around. Yes, Bye. thank you so much. Bye.